More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And it's that time of the week again. It's mo- uh, Good Vibrations with Mish from 12 till 3 on a Friday. How exciting. Fridays are the best afternoons to have a show because everyone's winding down for the weekend, getting ready for their activities or just doing nothing and nothing wrong with that. Uh, I've got some 80s tunes being played today and I've also got a couple of interviews coming up which I'm really excited about. Um, They're coming up shortly but in the meantime let's get some 80s music on, get the good vibrations going, get some uh, feet tapping and enjoy some from funky times let's go with uh, celebrate good times which is an awesome one to put on and let's go enjoy coming to you from rockingham ipl radio that's right you're listening to good vibrations with mish this friday afternoon thank you for joining me um i'm hoping that i'll bring some beat into your step this afternoon with some 80s music and of course we just had the mr billy idol on what an icon of the 80s with moni moni Love that song. I love that guy. I remember I used to have his hair, his hair, or like his hair when I was a young kid or young girl. Um, I used to have the darkened roots and the 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 bright blonde or the the uh, white hair. And I absolutely love the Billy Idol. He's uh, he's brilliant. Um, yeah. So this afternoon I've got some wonderful interviews coming up. I've got a lady coming in shortly. Her name is Anna, and she's going to come in with her personal story. So I look forward to that. But I'm really also excited about having Storn Peterson in uh, later on this afternoon. He's from Bindoon Mobile Recovery Campaign, uh, which is preventing suicide and providing support and resources to people in the time of most need. I'm really excited about meeting or um, seeing Storn and, and talking to him. I've actually met him a couple of times, so um, he's an amazing man. So let's have some more music, a um, bit of music, some ads, and then hopefully we'll have our first interview coming up. So enjoy. This is CNC Music Fan. With gonna make you sweat. Coming to you from Rockingham, IPL Radio. And you're listening to IPL Radio and Good Vibrations here with Mish this afternoon. It's a Friday afternoon, so everyone's winding down and looking forward to the weekend, which I am also. Hope you've got something planned, or if not, just relax, nothing wrong with that. I've got some awesome interviews coming up this afternoon. I have a lady coming in whose name is Anna. She's gonna come in and give us her personal story and then I have the awesome Storn Peterson who's from Bindoon Mobile Recovery Campaign. I've actually met Storn a couple of times before he's got some amazing stories to tell us. I'm looking forward to speaking to Storn on, on, on air which would be great but in the meantime until my um, next interview comes up let's listen to some little bit more music. So here's I Was Made For Loving You with Kip. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And welcome back. You're listening to Mish. It's Good Vibrations here on a Friday afternoon. And I have my first interview here today. And this lovely lady's name is Anna. Anna has a personal message to give us today or personal story, which I really appreciate you coming in. Very courageous to do so. I just need to make sure that you're aware that it is your story. So whoever you're discussing in your story, please respect their privacy um, no business names, etc. Um, 
it, as I said, it's your story, not theirs. So mm-hmm. we just need to keep that. I also need to let you know that I'm not a mental health professional, so I can't give advice in any way. I'm just giving you a platform to be able to tell us your story and for people to hear out there to, to give awareness of mental health. So firstly, I'm going to ask you is what brought you coming in here today? What what inspired you to come into that door today? Mm. And I know you couldn't find parking and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. You couldn't even find us. Sorry about that. But um, yeah, so what made you come in today? Um, thanks, <laughs> number one, for starters. Um, so when these events happened a couple of years ago now, mm. um, and when I came out from the other side, I knew this story needs to come out, and one of my visual my visions was to go in on the radio. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So is this your first time? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. So you're no virgin anymore, no radio virgin now, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's very cool, actually. Good. <laughs> nice to see, see the setup like good. this. Yeah. Mm. So c- are, you, are you open to explain what the situation was a couple of years ago, or would you rather not... Honest, if you can't want, don't want to speak about something, please let me know. I don't want to step step yeah, over the yeah, border. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I might some things I might not speak of about. Of course, of course, but of course. Um, as a whole, I think it's important to get out there mm. that what happened. Yeah. Um, because it's very common. Okay. <laughs> so yep. and that's something I learned afterwards that it's really common. Okay. So after the shame and the guilt and all that, yeah, it's like okay, this needs to come out. Okay. Yeah, for okay. others to understand, so it's not um, brushed under the mat. Okay. The so, so explain what you mean by what are you brushing under the mat? So, I was yes. Yeah, so sort of the story starts when I was about five months pregnant with my second son, mm-hmm. um, and my daughter, who was five at the time, was. Um, exposed to inappropriate sexual mm-hmm. behavior okay from someone we knew okay so so that rocked my world a lot yep. because i was pregnant wow um and i couldn't do i needed to say well i needed to protect yes, my 5 year old yep. for her recovery yep. and i needed to um protect my unborn yep so what happened was that I couldn't really get into the mist uh, to the depth of what happened mm-hmm. in myself. Okay. Um, and this rocked the rocked the boat a lot. This okay. event, and mm-hmm. it was not just in my family; it was also around me, my community. There's a ripple effect. I it's call a it. ripple yeah. effect, full on. Yeah. Uh, and I was very surprised of how people. Uh, rejected to it. Wow. You know, yeah, like yeah. it was negative and positive. Negative and yeah. positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always coming from a place of, uh, from love and forgiveness yeah. and education. Mm. And and this person who did this was was not an adult. Okay. Uh, for starters. Right. So, you know, we had, um, but it was not a very young child. Okay. You yeah. know. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So, but so there was a very um, interesting kind of dynamic of of w- how people reacted, yeah, <laughs> and how I reacted, okay, yeah, and how what what brought up to me mm. in this time. What was your first reaction? Was it? I, I'd imagine it would be anger to begin with. It wasn't. Wasn't no. Okay. So my daughter, she she told me um, after two days. Good for af- her, by yeah, the way. After this event, mm. yeah, it's amazing. Mm. Um, and 
<laughs> my reaction was, I'm, I must have heard wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. You don't want it. Yeah. You, yeah. Want, you block, sort of block the fact that, no, it couldn't be right. It can't yeah, be right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I thought, oh, okay, but let her speak and she's very open. And so I just really grounded myself and I let her speak and really listen to her. Mm. And then uh, she, yeah, we went to bed <laughs> and I was pretty empty. Okay. Actually. Probably it was shock. You would have been in shock. I was in, for sure. in a shock. Yeah, yeah I was. I mm. really was. Yeah, empty and in shock. And I used, you know, cuddled her and we went to bed. And then the day after, um, a lot of sadness came, mm-hmm. and it started because she went away. She wasn't home. Okay, you know, she went to, to her dad. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I had a yeah my first midwife appointment. <laughs> Oh no, the next day. <laughs> the next day. Oh gosh. And it was, yeah, it was terrible. Oh no. <laughs> so I was trying, it wasn't my first, I'm one of the first yeah. with this midwife. Yeah, it was terrible. And I was just really um, fun in my head the whole day. Wow. And I didn't know what to do. And, and I have the, um, my background is a registered nurse in, okay. in the field, sort okay, of thing good. in mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, so, so I saw myself. Wow, okay, who am I even calling? Yeah, what do you do? What's <laughs> well, the next step? Well, what's the yeah. next step? Should I call someone? Who should I talk? I didn't tell anyone wow. for about one or two days because I really need to ground myself yep. and I knew everyone was safe. It yep. wasn't like something I needed to do straight up. Mm. And then um, I did call the, the department, uh, Child Protection yep, Department, okay. and uh, got advice from them. And then, yeah, the whole thing started. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, and we went through everything. We went through, you know, DCP and the police. Mm. And mm. we have gone through all the psychologists, all the play therapies, everything. So, y- you had a lot of um, support given to you? Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I, I I took it. Yes. A- and yeah. they gave it so to So, it me. was offered to you. Um, you took as much as you could, could. take. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find that? Extreme was it necessary for you? Did you find that extremely helpful? It was very, it was really, really difficult, mm. but it was really needed because they Good. know what they're talking yep, about. Exactly. They know what's what's up. They have the psychology behind Correct. these behaviors. Yep. Um, we could not have done it in another way. Brilliant. Yeah. So even though it was really difficult to go through all this, mm-hmm. you know, see my daughter, you oh. know, a five-year-old need to tell the story over mm, and over, over again, again to yeah. other people. She went into the police station. To you strangers know. too. She's to talking strangers, to strangers. Yeah. yeah. And the only thing I could do was really to be um, that support for her and just be really grounded and very um, let her speak. Yeah. And, yeah. and no judgment yeah. of any. Of course. Of no positive yeah. and no negative. Mm. It was nothing. Mm. So she came out really, really good. Excellent. <laughs> like Excellent. in the end, like we all came out really wow, good, you that's know. Fantastic. So how long did the process take? Oh, not too long. So this happened in end of uh, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, and I think we were done. Like the police investigation, mm. DCP, all of that was done in December. Okay, it was closed okay, because good. of the the findings. Yep. From from the professionals, of course, yeah. So pretty much what we did, we just we put everything to <laughs> the professionals. Yeah, well, that's what they're there for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they just 
you know, and then we s- sort out our own um, triggers yeah. that this yeah. happened. Like, you know, wow. I obviously I, I, I didn't realize at the time, but I came down with um, a depression okay. and anxiety, yeah. which I more or less never have had in my okay. life. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that whilst I was pregnant that I had it. Wow. Yeah, so... Because I was just on this surviving mode yeah, of yeah. keeping everyone safe yeah. and get the money up before yeah, maternity leave. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like so being um, a nurse with that with the mental health background, did that help you in yourself, or do you, you know, when they say, "Oh, a mechanic never fixes his own car," yeah. is it sort of the same thing with a nurse? Do you recognise the the the, the, um, the situation in yourself? other than seeing other people yeah so i did in the beginning Mm. when i was in the survival mode and then when my son was born so this is where actually i crashed so Mm. two he was four weeks and i came down with um severe intrusive thoughts wow and depression and anxiety so what happened this is this the the hard bit really mm, mm. <laughs> so what happened was that I went down to Market the River to be with my partner for the weekend yeah we went down to the bush and then um, something clicked in me and I got really really angry mm-hmm. and I drove home with my son gosh and I can't remember the drive from Marks to wow. Fremantle wow um I was totally in a really, really bad headspace. and Just numb? Completely numb? Totally numb. Yeah. It, it's crashed. I crashed. Wow. And I remember that one of the few things I remember through it was just that it's so easy to end this now. Gosh. All right? And this this um, thoughts, the intrusive thoughts, was that's when they started to take hold of me. Wow. At that moment, though, um, did you... Did you have that that thought with your son in the back, thinking, knowing that your son was in the back, mm. or was it just you? No, it was with the son in the back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was more that I want to end him than me. Wow. Because what happened to my daughter was so imp- it was so hard because mm. I wasn't there, so I, I didn't protect her. Okay. I didn't feel like I was so a you, good mother. You had guilt. I had, oh, massive guilt, mm. massive mm. guilt. Um, so, and I love my son so much <laughs> and I, s- I thought I can't protect him either. So that was the best way to protect him. It was him. the best way to protect okay. him. So it was very primitive. Mm. It was very like animalistic. Yeah. I, I, I felt like a lion who wanted to eat up her cup. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all I, c- and it wow. was just, f- it was from love. Of course. It was yeah, nothing I understand. else. Yeah. S- so that's why I was thinking, um, when we're driving home. That I could just, you know, 110, you can crash mm. in this wall or whatever. Mm. And it would be easy. And then I came home and no one knew. I didn't t- I s- turn off my turn phone. Off. Okay. And I stayed home and that's when I got the plan um, to to end his life. Okay. And I sent, um, I wrote it down. You did? Yeah. Okay. So I had a plan. um and it was horrible, like, mm. you know, I was not going to feed him, I was going to put stuff on him, I was going to yeah. shuck him in the water, you know, yeah. it was mm-hmm. so strong. Wow. I've never been able, like, it was the strongest feeling and emotion I ever had in my life. Wow. And it was so true in my head. 
Okay. That's the scariest part. That was the yeah. scariest. I mm. was sort of psychotic. Okay. I started to get into a full-blown psychotic wow. episode, mm. and no one knew I was home. Oh, right. You yeah. said you cut all communication? Yeah. Okay. And my partner was down in Mark's yep. for work, and mm. he had no idea. I didn't wow. tell him. Wow. Um, and probably... A week before I stopped eat as well. God, so okay. and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. You weren't saw aware that. of that. I, yeah. I wasn't aware of that yeah. before. Like afterwards, yeah. I yeah. was. But yes, I sort of stopped eat myself, and I, I, you know, I couldn't sleep, and mm-hmm. and then I went into this episode ish. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, but I did. It was some voice in my heart or somewhere. Yeah. He told me it was not the right thing to do. Okay. In the midst of this, okay. when I was home in bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did reach out to another uh, nurse friend at Excellent. the time. And she has known me for a long time. And because of the situation, this was flagged okay. with everyone. And I have told them beforehand, yep. can you please look after yep. me? Keep an eye on me. Keep yep. an eye on me because mm-hmm. I think I'm going to crash yeah like oh, that's too good. M- it that's was too good. Much. so you were you had that awareness yeah when it's yeah, happened like in right. october yeah <laughs> and this yeah. is in february now yeah. okay <laughs> now that's good yeah so i'd s- i can't even remember what i sent to her i say i'm not feeling well mm. and she came great yeah and she stayed with me for a couple of days Brilliant. and she called my partner mm-hmm. so he came home good. as well um and she asked me i remember this is so funny what you remember and what mm. you not remember but I remember when she asked me, what do you think you need to do? Do you think you need to call someone? And I was like, I actually don't know. I, don't, I, sh- I, I should know this, <laughs> but yeah. I have no idea what I should do. But you had called her. That was the yeah. that was a good thing. Yeah, and yeah. then she was like trying to prompt me. Yeah. What would you do? What would you say okay. to your clients? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> you know, good, like, good. Yeah. And I was like, I have no idea. You know, I don't know. And she's like, maybe... Do you think, <laughs> I remember, you know, it's all this nursing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Comes in, <laughs> yeah. Comes in. yeah. Do you think it would be good to call the midwife? I was like, brilliant idea. Okay, That good. would be great. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah absolutely. Good. <laughs> and then two hours later, uh, mums and baby unit, I had a place oh, in Fiona Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's yeah. brilliant. That's yeah. so, so good. Yeah. So I ended up there for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, with your son with you? With my son mm-hmm. with me, yeah. And it was, for when I came in there, I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah, I think they will say that. I'm going. You yeah, know, I was. Yeah. I was pissed off. Really. Yeah, you didn't want to be there. <laughs> I don't want to be there. You know, because you know I'm a very attachment yeah. kind of person. Yeah. So breastfeed on demand all the time. We co-sleep. We do all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. and they were like, this and this. Separate, you need. Yeah. You need to sleep. It's like, yeah, but I can't sleep without him. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know, because that's what the issue was. He was so. I couldn't. My husband couldn't hold him. Wow. I needed him at yeah. all times. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't healthy attachment at it the time. It wasn't healthy for both of you. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, yeah, so because it was disordered, what safety is mm. about. <laughs> so, treatments while you're in there, you medication? No. No medication? No medications. Wow. So, what happened was that I had a couple of days of... A um, couple of days of um, rest and yeah. just... Probably the best thing was to be in there was that I could just sit in the courtyard with my son and look at the clouds. Okay. And just be and cry whenever I needed to yep. without 
crying in front of my other children. Yeah. You know, like, Mm. so I could just sit there and enjoy. That's good. You know, and sit with the feelings. And just completely blank out, like, nothing else matters. Concentrate on those clouds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's now in here, Mm. like, yeah. Look at this beautiful boy, you know, look at yeah. the family I have and look how good we did it, you yeah. know, like yeah. we did everything That's so good. good. That's good. And then um I had get the food, you know, I don't need to walk the dogs and the chickens yeah, in yeah. the garden, <laughs> you know, like it all comes to you, yeah. <laughs> it's just with yeah. me, I could yeah. just be nurtured. Yeah. So did you do counselling sessions in there or group therapies or anything no, like that? No, I got a psychologist and psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you do that. I th- think it was like once a day for the first week okay perhaps can't remember yeah, to be honest okay. but it was really helpful because that's what they see a lot exactly yeah I know. so yeah. I, my biggest fear to go in here was they're gonna bring take my children away from me oh gosh so yeah. that was the it was massive fear that mm. i'm not gonna have my children because who can think this stuff and almost do it yeah. and still have, still my, have my kids. Yeah, okay. So I didn't yeah. wanna I wanna hide it and I say to myself, Oh, I'm I need to lie and how I'm gonna lie. Oh <laughs> what okay. I say? But they're used to that, see. They're they used see that to all the time. <laughs> they see it all the time. Yeah. So I went in there with a big story. Big story <laughs> and they look at me and I was like mm. and then <laughs> I used I used That's it, all gone. <laughs> Out it comes. Yeah. Out it came. Yeah. And it was amazing and she's like, Great. We know now what we need to work on. There you go. That's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So how has it been since you've walked out the doors of the centre? How have you coped from that point on? Because going home would be quite scary after what's been happening. It was. Mm. So so you don't go just home. Okay. So um, I couldn't leave the ward unattended for the first week right. and only 20 minutes, yep. which I thought it was really dumb at the time yeah. but now I feel that they know m- they knew my head better than okay. I knew at yep. the time yep. and 20 minutes m- makes you very anxious Okay. so I went back in you know it was oh great right. yeah. yeah so um, and then after a couple of uh, like after the first week when I sort of grounded myself um, I could go out with my partner to the beach oh good two hours three hours yep. I could go home for lunch. So baby steps, really. Baby steps, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I have one night sleepover at okay. home, mm-hmm. coming back, talking about it. Yeah, I felt like this, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah, all good. And then one day I was like, I'm ready to go home. Brilliant. I am. Um, and saying this, and, you know, it was a two-week stay. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought I was going to be there over a weekend. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> no, I had no idea. And they say two weeks minimum, yeah. a problem of four or five weeks. Mm. I was like, well, what? I can't be gone that long. I can't yeah. be away that long. Mm. Like it's not. So, but it was good to have that that option yeah, to be away good. for that long. Okay. But I felt really ready after after one and a half weeks okay, good. when I really could ground. Yeah, excellent. I think I've been. I'm, I'm a meditator, and I've done oh, that okay. for many, many years, mm-hmm. twenty years. Okay. So I was I was able when I had that space to come back to my practice which mm. I had lost for many months oh right good so I sort of could ground myself and, and see it from another perspective yep so they were happy with that I made my own management plan great and treatment plan for outside brilliant uh, they were happy for me to not go on medications due to my you know how I was 
I guess presenting myself and I, I'm you're breastfeeding probably as well yeah you? my yeah, breastfeeding yeah, yeah. and yeah. all that so mm. um I was open to medication um but I wanted to try to be without for uh, uh I say eight weeks yep. outside the hospital yeah uh, and if I don't if I can't, then I will come back and do the medication, and I can do that in the mums and bubs units. Okay, good. Um, because of the side effects. Yep. Um, yep. Exactly. So, uh, so that was always an option. I was always um, open for it, mm. but I really wanted to to go back to to myself, the 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 connection within. Yep. Yep. Um, so I started a dog uh, walking oh, service. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So I came out because my I was um, agoraphobic. I was oh, I right. could not go outside. So they forced you to go out. The dogs forced you to go out. I forced myself. Having animals is a great therapy anyway. Yeah, it is. Mm. It's the best. And I'm I always have dogs and cats and mm. horses. Always yep. animals. Yeah. And I didn't have a dog, and I really really missed it at this time. So yeah, I got three other dogs, Excellent. and I went Monday to Friday every day. That's perfect. Yeah. So that was in my treatment plan. Perfect. So I did that, and that was for my my daughter and my son as well. They always with me. Great. So my daughter got like five bucks for one day, <laughs> you know. So we could. So because I was really afraid to connect with her again because she's seen me in the hospital. Oh, and okay. Being so, so how did she cut with it all? It was funny the first time she she came once to visit, mm. uh, and it was a bit funny, but uh, probably just because of me. You weren't thinking <laughs> straight as well. I was. Yeah. I can't even remember. Yeah. And then I got anxious about that. What did I say? What did oh, I do? Did I you upset know, her? Yeah. Did I upset? Mm. So then, but um, now two years forward, yeah. um, sup- she's super grounded. She understands. It's an open topic. Right. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So we've done. It's you know she. Um, it's nothing. It, it it wasn't a bad thing. It's not taboo. It was not taboo. Yeah, yeah, it was just something that happened to mum, and we're we're going moving forward. Yeah, we're moving yeah. forward, and it's like I had a broken. Uh, some sometimes yeah. you get a broken arm, yeah. but this time was my head. My head, <laughs> yeah. but it's not even broken because I felt like it was an opening. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I needed to go down there to be able to actually heal wow. myself wow. and also heal my family yeah. together an individual so it was really an an opportunity to 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 come back home to myself mm. um so i don't like to use broken okay um because i don't believe it's it's a bit disordered it's mm-hmm. a bit mm-hmm. uh, shattered yep but it is it's an opportunity to come back and, and look probably and maybe stronger because you've been so through what you've str- done. Yeah. So much stronger. And I now can understand my clients with intrusive oh, thoughts. Right, okay. There you <laughs> yeah. go. That was a learning curve. Oh, maybe it was meant maybe it's meant to be. Oh yeah. I yeah. I can't even though it was so hard and I don't mm. wish anyone up on this, yep. but for me and for the learnings and the wisdoms, um, the training, mm. everything I've done since has enrich my life a lot more that's fantastic so fantastic. i would never go back to where i was before this no because you've learned and enriched so much and yeah. yeah and trusting i must um congratulate you on your daughter being able to tell you at five i know that is it's an amazing, amazing thing yeah. so you've done the right thing whatever you've done yeah. to encourage her to be open about that is mm. fantastic it is and that's i i didn't feel like that at the time mm. Was two days, you know, wow, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, everyone was like, "She gonna be fine." Yeah, and is she? 
today. She is. She's she is. fine. Mm. Good. Mm. Good. And your boys fine. Mm. Yeah. So how old are they now? Two and seven. Yeah. Wow. Oh, almost eight. Wow. Mm. That's fantastic. Mm. No, they're doing so well, and um, yeah, obviously she's gone to you know like play therapy, yeah. and yeah. you know we yeah. we did all of it and more. Yeah. Good. Um, yes, been on. Yeah, our journey. A big journey. Yeah, <laughs> big, big journey. journey. It took me about two years. And I was very hev- like I was depressed afterwards, full of anxiety. Yeah. Um, just panic attacks, but mm. I, I could. I knew what it was, and it was okay, and then need yeah. to come out. Yeah. Well, the fact that she spoke to you at five, the fact that you knew that you needed to ask for help by ringing your friend, yeah, was great. Mm. So I think your your training, your nurse training, has come in, come in there. It came in, I guess. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, that was really good. That's such a um, heavy but inspiring story. Yeah, and the fact that you've come in today and told whoever's listening out there today is so courageous, mm. Anna, and I really appreciate you doing that. Mm. But it's something you've always wanted to do, right? Doing on radio. It was, um, and it came up. So, I. I'm I'm a writer. I write a lot. Mm-hmm. So during this time when this happened, and I I saw the societal um, kind of reaction to mm. this, my own reaction, my partner's reaction, yep. family, all of that. A lot of writings come through. Okay. And it, and it's heavy writing. Yeah. Uh, it's not fun writing. Is that sort of is that sort of a therapy for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So I have all that. It's like a diary, really. Mm-hmm. So I actually made it into a book. All oh, right. And I made it into. Um, so I have the, the original writings, yep. and then I have the learnings and the wisdom from that, and the interpretation wow. and the integration of that. Wow. And then a um, couple other things like background and this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not. F- it's sort of done, but it's not edited and published. But that's you, that's that's the plan, though. That's the plan okay. to get it out there. Yeah. Um, because I think for mums or for dads mm. or for people mm. with intrusive thoughts, um, whatever circumstance, we we shouldn't. It's not taboo. We shouldn't shun no. away. We yep. shouldn't. Um, you know, hide, hide. it yep. because when you hide, you get power. Exactly. When yeah. it's open and it's normalized. And like, yes, I'm not feeling that great. Yep. The voices is saying this at the moment. Share with me, talk to me yep. or anyone, mm. and and they perhaps going away. Or you get the tools how to to deal yeah, with them. Excellent. So I'm sort of I want this, and this is bec- I guess because it's such a heightened sort of topic. Yeah. When it comes to inappropriate sexual behaviors. Yeah. <laughs> from num- number yeah, one right. so so many people is putting on the carpet yeah. and that just creating a lot more trauma in wow. the children in the parents in in the society yeah, as whole absolutely absolutely we need to stop wow and then you know you get the intrusive thoughts you get the in- depression you get all that the yeah. aftermath of it wow and um i find my stories you know like i did put something i couldn't go out I put something on Facebook, which I usually don't do. Okay. And it was because I couldn't go out in the community. Okay, yep. And that people were going to ask me, how you, how, how are you? You didn't want that confrontation. And I couldn't. Mm. So I put something on Facebook and I got hundreds of likes. Wow. And I got so many private messages from oh, people brilliant. from all over yep. saying, like, this happened to me, this happened to amazing. me, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, heaps. Amazing. And that was very encouraging. Yep. And I thought, this needs to be more 
accept like aware aware yeah be more aware exactly um so that when i did my book and when i have this thing in my head this vision it's not gonna happen now but at mm. some sta- stage mm. the radio came in that i would like to be on the radio and yeah, speak about that's it that's right that's fantastic <laughs> and now it came, it, it it came, came yeah there you go <laughs> see there you go um so it was meant to be yeah. <laughs> so it's very cool actually yeah it is cool mm. so uh, and uh, again i really appreciate you coming in with your story um very very courageous mm. and um i know it, it, it's not easy no um but you've got the awareness out there and it's the only way we can get awareness out there is by telling our stories. Mm. So I really appreciate it and thank you so much for coming in. Um, do you like 80s music? Yeah. Yeah, well, Why I'm going to put on a little bit of 80s music. So thanks, Anna, and let's put on some music yeah. for you. Thank you so much. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And you're back with Mish with Good Vibrations here this afternoon on a Friday. Uh, We just had Anna on before with an amazing story of hers, her personal story. It was um, amazing to hear. It was hard to hear, but um, very inspiring at the end. I've now got wonderful Storm Peterson and Debbie. Debbie's the, what was it you just said about the, the strong woman behind every man? Yeah, um, behind every successful man is a strong woman. Exactly, and this is what Debbie is. So Debbie um, doesn't really want to talk too much today, but she has got a poem that, that I've forced her into reading. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she's happy enough to give it a read. She actually wrote this herself. Um, so I'm going to let you go, Deb. Not a problem. Thank you very much for that. Um, I'll just go straight into if it. If you wish to do so, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Um, she's... It was a poem that I wrote to all who loved me. I never meant to hurt you, nor meant to make you cry. I only want to stop this pain. I don't really want to die. This torment that I feel inside is tearing me apart. This torture and my loneliness weighs heavy on my heart. I understand how much you're hurt, and you're asking questions, why? Just know I gave it all I had. I didn't want to die. I'm scared of being left alone with no one to love. I'm lonely for a soft, warm kiss, a smile, a loving touch. I'm sick of feeling unwanted. I'm tired of this pain. I wish I could rewind the clocks and live my life again. I just want to be important enough for somebody to care. I'm tired of being hurt, alone and always second best. I only ever wanted happiness with love and nothing more. My heart is big and I have a lot of love inside it stored. This torture and the madness that I carry in my head is slowly but surely leading me to my death. I'm not sure how to stop this. I don't really want to die. I just want someone to hold me tight and tell me everything's all right. I've turned to God, been on my knees and I've prayed with all my might. I tried, I really did. I spoke to God each day and night. I tried to seek the answers. I waited patiently. It seems that love and happiness, they've just eluded me. I'm not sure where to find it. I don't really have the time. I'm running out of options and I'm running out of life. I've spent a lifetime running, just running from my pain. I'm broken and a shattered mess, a derailed and lonely train. I tried to pick my pieces up. I've nothing left to give. My jigsaw is too damaged. I just can't be fixed. 
the smallest things, they set me off. I just don't know what to do. I feel so alone and scared and no one to turn to. This black dog's got me by the throat. He's snarling and he's mean. I'm drowning in the darkened pit of complete misery. There's no way out of this one. I've fought, I've prayed, I've cried. There's too much pain and madness. Oh God, please let me die. There's no one close to stop me. No one who truly cares. I'm just so unimportant and there is no one to share. No one to share my love with. No one to hold me tight. No one to say they love me and hold me through the night. No one to hug me and dry away my tears. No one to ease my pain. No one to tell me that I'm worthy and that I can live again. I'm not sure how much longer I can physically hold on. I'm trying, but I'm tired, and my strength, it's almost gone. So if by chance I just can't make it through, I wanted you to know just how much I loved you. I didn't want to leave you, nor break your hearts in two. Just hear my voice when you read this, and know my love is true. I'm sorry if I made you cry. I'm sorry I let you down. I'm sorry for everything I've done and I'm sorry for sticking around. I should have left beforehand. I could have made this right. But now it's all too late and I've given up the fight. Goodbye to the ones who loved me. Just know I love you too. I'm sorry I tried too hard and I'm sorry I hurt you. Please don't hate me and forgive me quick. There's nothing anyone can do. My mind is just too sick. I know you would have stopped me if I had have said goodbye. I have to end this living hell. It's now my time to die. Now, I didn't want to die. I just didn't know how to live. Ooh. That's amazing, Debbie. That sad. You know, there's times like this where you wish it wasn't live radio because I really just want to switch up and have a cry. <laughs> that is um, heavy. Yeah. But... Um, of course. Have you, have you written poetry before? I've been writing poetry since I was 15. That's amazing. Old. Have you got it published? You should publish it. I'm in the middle of putting one together. Yeah, I think you should. Thank you. No, thank you Thank you for your courage for because it's not easy and I believe it's only the second time you've read it out loud. So Absolutely. We hand it out on the trailer just for people to understand. Oh, brilliant. Um, but that's the second time I've ever actually physically physically read it. Read it. I, I, I really appreciate it and... Um, um, yeah, your courage is amazing and I don't know what else to say. I'm a bit taken aback, I'm afraid. Um, just thank you. Thank you. Um, sitting next to the lovely Debbie is Storn Peterson. Now, Storn, I've met Storn a couple of times before. Um, I'm a bike rider, so I've met him on Black Dog Rides and Two Wheels to Wage and Rides. He inspires me. I think he's an amazing man. But if you'd like to introduce yourself, <laughs> now I've taken you off the pedestal. <laughs> um, welcome and thank you so much for coming in. And well, tell us a little about who you are and what you do. Okay, thank you very much, Mish, for um, having us here um, this afternoon, me and me and Debbie. Um, yeah, Debbie's the backbone of um, BMRC, which has been doing mobile recovery campaign, a a um, suicide campaign that I started 10 years ago um, and it's going strong today. <coughs> um, 
if I can, I could just share a bit of my yeah. story. Um, I've actually just finished reading your story, so I'm a bit taken aback anyway. But I will actually, if it's okay with you, I'll put it on our website if, if it's all right with you. Absolutely. Or put on at least the link that they can link on to the B. The MRC. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, please, yeah, go ahead with whatever you want to discuss. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll share my story um, so the people out there, um, if anyone's struggling out there, they'll be able to relate to me. Um, <coughs> back in, like, I'm, I'm 71 now, but um, it was like yesterday I was 18 running the muck. Um, time goes so quick. But <coughs> back in the 50s and 60s, um, my mother basically she fell pregnant with me uh, she was a, a bit of a party girl and she found herself chained to the kitchen sink i guess and um yeah to put it mildly she she hated my guts and um she used to stand over me as a child saying that i'd um you know basically screwed up her her life and um as a result of that abuse i ended up going into a deep depression and I can remember being in depression not that I was consciously aware of the fact at age six or five that what I've got wrong with me is depression I had no idea but but she um she basically shattered me on the inside and um even when I would you know leave the back door of the house you know to walk up the road to go to school um She'd be screaming at me um, as I walked out the back door and I'd be crying and um, before I got to the school bus I had to dry my eyes because I knew that if the kids saw that I'd been crying they, they would have bullied me. So um, so I, I went inside myself and I lived in my head and I lived in a fantasy world um, because of the harsh reality of what was being done to me was more than I could beer it was more than I I had no means of coping with that and no child would know how to cope with that so I lived in a fantasy world Um, I would be in the classroom my head would be in Hawaii riding my surfboard um, and I was always somewhere in my head that that I liked Um, I was in so much mental uh, turmoil that um, our mongrel black dog here, he knew what was uh, going on and he would cash in on it. He would add to that mental turmoil by jumping in my head. And um, I I was in so much mental turmoil that I couldn't learn anything. I couldn't, you know, um, put in my mind what was being taught at school because mm-hmm. there was no room in my head to put that in. Okay. And... Um, as a result of that, I I had to bulldust my way through school. I remember a teacher once wrote on my report card because um, I was very neat and I did other things to try and um, bulldust my way through. Go under the radar. Yeah. Mm. And he put on my report card, uh, no, um, he said, neatness is no excuse for accuracy. Uh. Uh, and he was... He was on to uh, what I was doing, but he wouldn't have known why I was in in the state that Mm. I was in. And never asked. No, Mm. no. So, um, yeah, I I wished away my childhood. I I wanted to get out of the family home. I just wanted to get out of there. I had a picture of a 
a hot car and um, and just just get out of there. And so I wished away my childhood. I never had a childhood. I was in too much a mental turmoil. And um, little did I know that my mother was also an alcoholic. Alcoholism was running rampant through the whole family. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about alcoholism. No. The teenage years came around and like we all do, I picked up a drink and um, I was in a state of depression. I went from the pits of nothingness to, you know, ten foot up in the air mm. and um, I didn't know that I was drinking a depressant on top of depression. Uh, alcohol gave me a feeling of euphoria and when I was half cut for the first time in my life, I felt that I belonged here. Okay. I felt that I fitted. I could talk to people. My fears all left me. I had confidence. I was no longer alone. And it was a, it was a beautiful feeling. And so I continued a drinking. And um, I drank alcohol for the effect. Uh, no other reason. I drank it for the effect. If it didn't give me the effect that it was giving me, I wouldn't have drunk it. Um, Little did I know that uh, that I was destined to a very dark road of alcoholism myself. I drank for 15 years. Um, at the end of that 15 years, a lot of stuff happened. I, I found myself you know, at a house where the, there was just low-life people there and I didn't belong there. Sometimes I'd find myself at a house where there was a Porsche and a Rolls Royce parked in the driveway and I didn't belong there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know where I belonged and I was searching. Um, that alcoholism took me to um, a living hell. At the end of my drinking after 15 years, that's how long I drank for. Um, I was in a state where I was 16 and a half stone. I was all bloated. I had a gun and there were three guys that I wanted to shoot. That's resentment. Resentment leads to hate. Hate leads to killing. Mm-hmm. And I had peripheral neuritis. So I had no feeling in my fingers and toes. I was drinking that much. Wow. Um, I was in the horrors. Uh, that's where I'd wake up at night with these evil nightmares, um, evil stuff running through my mind. Um, and I had a memory span of two seconds. Uh, I could put my beer down in the backyard and move something into... If I couldn't remember where it was, it was gone. I had to go and pour another one. And my brain was just fried from so the So you had alcohol. multiple beers around the house where you just dropped them and picked up a new one? Yeah. Next day, there'd be six or eight glasses in the backyard. <laughs> That's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it... I I worked out what... I eventually, um, a, a beautiful guy called Bill... He um, 12-step me, 12-step program of mm. Alcoholics Anonymous, 12-step me into Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, he could see I was in trouble and I'd reached my personal rock bottom. Were and you I ready for the help at that time? Yes. Okay. How yeah. did you know that you were ready? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. I had, <laughs> I had no idea, um, but for me, a higher power that we talk about in AA, mm-hmm. that higher power knew that I was ready and the miracle was that this guy reached me in a me- mechanical workshop in Welshpool and he wasn't even supposed to be there wow. that day. He was supposed to be um, over in Osborne Park, but circumstances the I day before. Yeah, yeah, he 
he was in that workshop and he was the put there for me. And um, this guy, he he's actually a mathematician. Wow. Um, he plays lead guitar like a Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Um, he builds guitars. He's got a house up at Queens Rocks now, three story. Mm. Um, and he, this guy, spent two or three hours with me, and he came into my bubble and sat inside my bubble with me and basically held my hand and wow. talked to me. Yeah. And he treated me with um, respect. He treated me with compassion. And he treated me in every way that he did. It came from his heart. Mm. And this guy was amazing. And because I was an al- I am an alcoholic, I'm a non-practicing alcoholic today i will always be an alcoholic it's the first drink that does the damage um he he talked to me and here was the sick sober sick drunk alcoholic listening to a sober alcoholic and this guy because i didn't know i was suffering from alcoholism this guy had the answers and he he really annoyed me it didn't matter what i asked him he had an answer for (laughs) it and he was just amazing um he carried the message um of AA to me and he took me to my first meeting 20th August 1984 wow. so I sit here in your studio this afternoon um, extremely grateful to the fellowship of AA and the people in it um, that they love me back to health and as a result of that and I haven't had a drink now for 38 years and it's all all, always yeah. just one day at a time That's yesterday's fantastic. history congratulations tomorrow's a mystery yeah um so yeah so um i got sober um what can i say no sane rational well-balanced woman marries a practicing alcoholic so aa is a spiritual program and as i grasped it with both hands and hung on um i moved in a spiritual direction and I found in the fellowship of AA and the 12-step program what I was looking for and um, it fulfilled my insides uh, that no bottle could ever do or no drug could ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, there was love in the room and power and that's what I needed. Yeah. I needed power and I got that power and that stopped me from drinking. Um, so, yeah, this... Um, this marriage it was all done wrong and about four years into the fellowship she lost control of me and said get out so so I left and I walked away from the house two kids and a new car in the carport and I ended up living in the back of my panel van and had that parked in a derelict building um but the bottom line was what the people in AA said to me no matter what happens no matter what happens, you don't pick up that first drink. And I didn't. And wow. if anyone's ever been through a marriage breakup with children and that involved, it's extremely painful. And I couldn't tip anything on top of the pain. I had to cop it sweet and um, grow through that. And I got through that with a lot of help. And um, so that marriage failed. Then I met another girl. Um, I don't want to go on a too long started again like us baby boomers have mm. and um um got with this girl um she was on the drugs and got her off the drugs and i was with her for 23 years um 
built up again. I've renovated a house in Bindoon on six acres. I worked my ass off mm. uh, um, and built back up everything that I'd lost and more. And then 23 years down the track, uh, she said, I, I don't love you anymore, out. And so so here was the second marriage. Oh, gosh. Failed. Um, so at age 60, um, I... I lost, you know, two wives. I've lost five children, two houses, a business, um, all the material accoutrements, mm. all my money, um, and what really hurt, and I hope my father forgives me, I lost his inheritance of 250000 which was half of his house that he mm. worked his guts out for all his life. I lost that as well, and... Uh, I ended up, um, all I had left was my super, she gutted me, and um, and all I got my hands on was my super. I wasn't prepared to go through the family law court again, mm. um, so I basically handed everything over to her, and I looked up, and in my faith, I said, mate, you better help me. Um, I just walked away because I didn't want to go through giving all that hard-earned money to lawyers, uh, I'm afraid to say they're my pet hate mm. uh, solicitors and uh, lawyers. They make money out of people's misery. Mm. I stood in the paddock and I had my super. I got my hands on that. It was 84000 at age 60. Everything else was gone. Um, they poisoned the kids' heads. She put VROs on me and I'd done absolutely nothing. Judge signed off on it, and I just got ground in the heel, ground into the dirt, mm. and um, extremely painful. And when you're standing in a paddock at age 16, your life's gone down the toilet, you know. And I was looking down, I had to look up, and I, I looked up and I said, Mate, I said, That's how I talked to him, eh? Mm. I said, Hey, mate, if you're there, please. You got to bail me out of here. I don't know what to do anymore. And um, basically, I had my—I got my hands on my super, as I already said four mm. times—and <laughs> <laughs> um, got my hands on my super, and that enabled me to buy a Holden V8. I'm glad it was a Holden. Yeah, <laughs> a, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't talk to people that drive <laughs> Fords. <laughs> Five. <laughs> And um, just joking yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, always been great rival rivalry, the Holden yeah, and Ford now. people. Finished yeah, now. it's sad. Sad. Anyway. Anyway, going. yeah. So, yeah. So I I bought a Holden V8 because um, she got the other one that I bought. And mm. It was seventy grand. But anyway, we won't mm. go into the details of no. it. But um, and bought a caravan. And once I'd done that, I, I was gutted again. There was was nothing left. And and I didn't know what the hell to do with my life. I, I couldn't start again and, and try and get, you know, the white picket fence with mm. the kids and the wife, and it, it's gone. It's over. And I had no idea what to do. And little did I know that my really horrifically painful life, um, always in mental turmoil and, um, you know, for 60 years, little did I know that going through that was a preparation for something bigger 
never give up. It doesn't matter anyone listening to me now, wherever you are, whatever is going on in your mind, hang in there. Go talk to somebody. Hang in there. And that's what I did. In the guts of my being, I, I knew there had to be something more than this. This was just a living hell for me. And then it was dialed in. The bloke upstairs, he said to me, I want you to sign right 33 men suicide every week in Australia down the side of your Commodore. And I want you to get that beat up old trailer that you've had for 30 years and put a top on it and put some books in it on anxiety and, uh, and depression. And I want you to go drive down the street and park in the shopping centres and I'm going to send along some people that need your help because I have prepared you. You have the empathy and compassion um, and the love that these people need to know about and hear about. And I, I said to him, mate, I said, no, that's how I talk to him because he put the thoughts in my head. He, there's no voice. That's rubbish. He yeah. just puts Thought. thoughts in your head. Mm. And I said to him, mate, I'm not doing that. I said, that's going to ruin me Commodore, you know, me, <laughs> me V8 Commodore. And I just stood there and thought, yeah, that's the end of that, you know. And then he put the thoughts in my head. He said, listen, pal, that's how he talks to me. He knows I'm a bit rough around the edges. He said, listen, pal, when you were born, you come in with nothing. He said, everything you got belongs to me and it's on loan to you from me. And when I call you out, when the time's right, not one bit of anything you've got is coming with you. And then it hit me that the Commodore isn't mine. It belongs to him. Society says it's mine. You know, I've got rego papers with my name on it. But at the end of the day, it belongs to him. So I thought, okay, then it belongs to him. So the car's not mine, it's his. And this is what he wants me to do. He wants me to get my sign writing brushes out because I'm an old school sign writer and put 33 men suicide every week in Australia down the side of it on both sides and some stickers and whatever else I could find. And then I thought, I haven't got any money. It's going to take money to do this. I said, hey, mate, I said, I haven't got any money. And I just I thought, yeah, I've got him this time. He won't have an answer for that one. <laughs> and I, about, I don't know, a couple of minutes went by and then the thoughts were put in my head and the thoughts were, listen, pal, he said, you step out in my name and mind your own bloody business. So what he was saying was, you step out in my name and faith in me and I'll take care of the money. I said, all right, we'll see how, you know, like I didn't have much real strong faith. Mm. I said, mate, we'll see how good you are. You know, I mean, I've been real cocky. Mm. And we'll see how good you are. So I signed wrote the car, got the trailer done, spent what little money I had, got it going, put some books in it and I drove down the highway and I was shaking like a leaf and my heart was jumping out of my chest mm. because I didn't know what the public was going to think when they seen this huge word suicide on the side of yeah. a car and I pulled into the IGA car park in Ballsbrook, got out, I opened up the doors of the trailer to expose all the information I had in there 
and a lady walked up and said, can you help me with wow. anxiety? I've got a 13-year-old daughter that's really struggling with it. And I said, sure, and give her a whole bunch of stuff. And I was put it in the bag for her. I had some bags, and mm. and I turned around, and there were seven other people wow. there. They were queuing up for help. And I was just blown out the water. How many people out there in our society are hurting mm. and suffering? And the other thing that blew me out the water, which made me extremely humble, was at the end of the day, there was $300. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was $300 in the tin. That was just your first day. Yeah, that was my very first day, and um, oh, and the next day I went somewhere else over to Two J, and the same thing happened. That was the start of your journey, your amazing journey. Yeah, and um, this was eleven years ago. We're talking. Yeah, yeah, and this little trailer. I had a little trailer, and then I. I sat in my caravan, got some paper out, and I designed a really big one myself mm. and then got it custom built. And um, oh. the pe people helped me. Yeah, people helped me. They gave me. <laughs> I've had so much help with it. They gave me... Um, they gave me money and, and they couldn't do enough to help me and um so now I've got um I got two two V eight Commodores, we've got a club sport and um awesome. two two massive trailers and um we've got the small trailer. And over the past ten years I've lost track, not that I was ever keeping track of the amount of people that have come back and said that that I've turned their life around. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> And um, so we just keep on doing it. Um, it's just been amazing um, when someone comes back and say that, I mean, I can't save anyone's life. Um, you save your own life mm. if you listen and follow a spiritual direction and um, just put in place certain things, you will get very, very well. Um, but it's just been absolutely incredible i've had a rio tinto um chase me down and they said they wanted me up in the pilbara i've oh been wow. up, been up this three times that's now that's brilliant yeah, i did i did see that on your <coughs> facebook site yeah and like you know i um i get pretty fired up when i'm talking sometimes and i remember doing a lunchtime talk and um you could have dropped a pin mm. it was just beautiful and these people were listening to me. No one ever ever listened to me as a kid, you know. Oh wow! I just find you absolutely amazing. I mean, as I said, I've met you a few times, and you, I've I've been through not personally myself suicide, but someone has suicided close to me. And I remember sitting down with you once on some steps somewhere outside of a pub, I think it was, and I opened up a little bit to you, and you gave me some advice. And made me feel a lot better. Um, but the fact that you think that you've had all this journey 
to get to this one place. Mm. Yeah. Do you believe that that was necessary to get to where you are now? Absolutely. Okay. Um, y- you have to know, for me to do what I'm doing, I have to know what I, I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and therefore I have to go through uh, the living experience of it. I mean, mm. I was in the, uh, after the marriage went, uh, I was in the black hole of suicide. This guy here, this black dog here, mm. he had me in the black hole of suicide for five months. I was in the fetal position. Mm. It was one day I had to ring our lifeline seven times just to get through the day, otherwise I was going to kill myself. Um, It was so horrible that I drove my V8 Commodore out the back of Wongan Hills one day. I found a big piece of straight road out there and a big white gum. Mm. And I just looked up and I said, that's my tree. What are you going to do about it? And I went back into Perth and I was just going crazy. And three o'clock in the morning I went out there and I wound my V8 with no seatbelt on, I wound it up to 211k an hour. I dropped two wheels in the gravel and I was going, I was going in, and and I got a gut feeling. He said, "Pull it out," and I pulled it out. And then the next day, I found myself with a doctor who diagnosed me with chronic depression at age 60. And that was the first time that someone had hit the nail on the head what was wrong with me, which is depression. And if you stay in depression long enough, it will turn into suicide. Mm. So you need to reach out for help. But, um, yeah, I I mean, I could sit here and share 60 years of experiences. Like, I mean, I gave the fingers to a bike gang one night. There was like (laughs) 60 of them. And um, I told them what they... I thought of them in no uncertain terms, and there was King Browns flying through the air, Mm-mm. and these guys chased me, and 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 I did did five red lights on me motorbike <laughs> on me um, Honda 750 at high speed on a 750, yeah, and they didn't catch her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the year now they did. I actually hit a hit a white arrow and dropped it, and they caught me. Oh gosh! But they reckon I was a great bloke because I. Um, put a bit of excitement into <laughs> their, into their life, and <laughs> and um, they pulled me up by the hair and the scruff of the neck, and they shoved a King Brown in my chest, and they reckon I was a great guy. <laughs> Excellent. Do you and uh, do you realise though just how much love that you have now in your life? I mean, my gosh, there is so much love for you now. Yeah. I'm so inspired, and I respect you so much. Thank you. As a human, you're uh, amazing, and Debbie, you'll you know what goes on in the background and you know all the people I, I've seen you so many times out there and there's always people there chatting to you always yeah. people yeah look um, yeah I, I love what I'm doing you know and when someone comes back and throws their arms around you I had a young girl come up to us at the Narogen show Narogen. and she come up and she was other side of the table and she said to me she said six years ago you turned my life around wow and um, she'd come around the other side of the table and give me a great big hug. Her dad was there and everything. Just like, you know, we can reach some people and they walk off and we don't know you that don't we've realize. even... We yeah. don't even know. Yeah. But I just want to, like, share this here with yeah, you. Yeah, what are the biggest pictures I've that I'm seeing? Yeah, I've got some pictures here. Mm. Um, what, what I've done is... And my vision um, for my suicide campaign was five... V8 Commodores with five of these um, custom trailers. Yeah. 
Um, that's the one that I started with there. There's a, I'm just talking about a picture yeah. here. That, yeah. That's a little one that I started uh -huh. with. Yeah. But Debbie and I have bought 20 acres at Poppinini. Oh, nice. Um, and we've just built the shed here. That's huge. So my dream was to have five of these seven roller doors there. It was to have five of these rigs going out on the street with other people operating yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Now... In life, I've learnt that whatever you're doing, aim for the moon. Aim for the moon. Always aim for the moon. And if you don't get there, you will land among the stars. So I've aimed here to have five of these rigs on the street. I yep. may never get there, but we've built this massive shed, yeah. as, you, as you can see yeah, here. Yeah, it's huge. And um, we're going to operate the suicide campaign from Poppinini, wow. which is out in the wheat belt. Yep. And then go from there out to events. Um, we're going to build a little granny flat there, um, just something very small, yep. and um, a, an old donger for a bit of an office for the all the work. Will you there. hold any events here? Do you think? No, no, no just no. a state, just a, a base. That's a base. Mm. Yeah, the idea of the shed is to get these vehicles out of the weather, so yep. they're not in the sun and, exactly. and they're not in the, in the weather damaging them. Yep. But we'll just go from there out to events. We both love driving, mm -hmm. um, but the whole campaign has been just amazing. And I would like to, if I could, I'd like to thank the public. There's some absolutely wonderful people out there, Sorry. absolutely amazing. I always thought the world was just full of deros, yeah, you know. Yeah. I really did. But being on the street and dealing with the public on a one-to-one -one basis, you've learned, you know, how caring people are and how concerned people are about the world and about the pollution and, you know, where, we, where are we heading? Everyone yeah. is really concerned about it. And it's just really nice to have um, interaction with these people and um, get some feedback from them. Absolutely. So, so that's what we've done there. We've built this massive shed for the campaign. Um, so you've I'm got three in there at the moment. Yeah, we've got yeah we've got three three trailers, mm -hmm. um, two big ones, and um, we've got the two two V eight cars. And nice. So we, I mean, just how I got that that black um, Commodore there. That's a uh, that's a club sport. Nice. Um, I helped a lady, this is just amazing, I helped a lady who was suicidal and I spent quite a bit of time with her and um, uh, as she came out of the black hole of suicide and got well, she she gave me um, $20,000. Wow. So and that went towards your first vehicle? No, that went to, to towards the second one. Oh, yeah. So yep. she donated $20,000 to me and wow. I, we put it in the BMRC checkbook and then you wouldn't believe it, a few weeks later, um, Christian Porter, who's not here anymore, um, they were in Allenbrook. They put something out that if someone has 20000 um, they will match that with another 20000 for a good cause. And here was, I've never seen it again since this one application for funding. So my committee accessed that and put the application in and, and you know, I had to look up again. Wow. We got that other 20,000 and that bought that. Amazing. That, that, that Commodore. Just there. amazing. Yeah. I mean, That's it always seems like a miracle, doesn't well, it? Well, it is. Yeah. You, you, you said the word. It mm. is, is miracles. Yeah. And 
I'd also like to say out there that the man upstairs, he's, he's still milling around and he's doing miracles every day. And, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, the world's suffering from spiritual malnutrition. So anyone out there, you know, um, a look up, you know, a look amazing. up. And that's what I did. I just look up and um, he talks to me. There is no voice. He puts thoughts in your head like the black dog mm, will, the negative will thoughts put, in. put negative in. Mm. The higher power, you can call it God if you like. If you don't, I'm not talking about religion. Mm. I'd like to say that I got backhanded quite viciously by a priest, a Presbyterian priest in the church when I was a kid for spilling a little tin of uh, yellow paint on the floor. Mm. Yeah, I remember as a kid laying on the floor looking at him and wow. saying to myself, when I get older, I'm going to come back and blow your head off and burn your church down with, oh, you, with you in it. You know, that's... Yeah, and from that point on, I hated God, yeah. priests, religion, churches, Anything. and I wanted nothing to do with it. Wow. Um, so I'm talking here about spirituality, mm. um, and but there is a God here. There is a loving God here, and that God is in a lot of our people out here on the street. Um, yeah, absolutely amazing. So, if anyone wants to contact you, or can you read out your websites and your Facebooks, etc.? Yeah, sure. Um, www.bmrc.net.au is our webpage, mm-hmm. and you can find us on Facebook just under Bindu Mobile Recovery Campaign. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if anyone out there's um are, are listening and you would like us at you know a car show, we yeah. go to car shows and um oh, I just had um a big company. Um, it just had me in their uh, depot um, for a whole week. Uh, I've been up in the Pilbara with another huge company, right. um, another rail company. They've had me um, Bunbury, Kalgoorlie, Geraldton, um, and doing a presentation. So I'll come in. We'll I'll make up um, health packs for the men. That's great. Um, I'll share my story, um, other information, because um, the trailers are packed full of stuff. We've yep. got, yep. got all our bases basically covered. Um, and these companies have been getting me in, and and then we pick up a little bit of money there to keep it going. That's fantastic. Yeah. So sponsorship, etc. So if anyone else out there can help sponsor you, that would be fantastic, and get another one of those V8s in the garage. Yeah, It'd absolutely. be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and then what we're going to be uh, looking for eventually, uh, which is going to be very difficult, um, I need other people to operate them. Yeah, absolutely. So, and those people will have to be people that have been in the gutter absolutely. like me. Absolutely, yeah. Because you know what you're talking about yeah. and you've got the ability to reach somebody and um, yeah, and totally. turn, their, turn their life around. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a better understanding of what someone else is feeling if you've already felt that. Yeah. Now, I was just reading your um, Facebook story. I was just reading it, and there was actually a phone number on there if you needed to talk. Is that the right number? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, well, you can say it. 0499-858-394. Yeah, and that, yeah. does that go directly to you, Storm? Yeah, that's actually my phone number. Mm-hmm. So I look, um, I'm here, um, and but not only that, Debbie's here. She, uh, both of us, nearly suicided. We know what it's like mm-hmm. to be in the black hole of suicide. So if there's any ladies out there 
um, are struggling, you know, you can call that number and I'll just give the phone to um, Debbie. Yeah, that's good. And, and you can have a, have a chat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I've got um, guys off the street, you know, that have had drinking problems, got them to AA. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of guys that were on methamphetamine. I got them into uh, Tenacious House, um, you know, and these guys have recovered now. You know, it's just... It's just um, amazing. You're just am- You are amazing. Do you know that? Well, no, not really. You are. No, you are. no I'm, I'm just an ordinary, pretty basic, basic bloke, but it's... It's the um, it's the hard hard you know life or the hard run that mm. I've had is is basically. But you've come out the other side. I don't even know how to explain it. You, you're someone you've always wanted to be, to reach, to be, and well, you thought you'd never be there. Yeah, well, I'm um, I'm really I'm um, I'm super sensitive. Yeah, I'm really sensitive. Do you hate and it when people say how amazing you are? Hey? Do you hate it when people say how amazing you are? No, I don't hate it, but I, I, I can't get my head around it. <laughs> but the thing is, though, we're all amazing. Yeah, was, oh, yeah, you, you're right, you're right. Are you amazing? Yeah. Every human being, everyone is amazing. Yeah. Now, you know, um, you know you're conceived in, in the womb mm. in, and you're born into this life here and there's... A reason why you're here. Mm. Now, anyone listening now, you, you may be in a really bad place where you've been attacked by the black dog. You got financial problems, these problems, that problems. But there's a reason why you're here. There's a fulfilling reason why you're here. And if you're in a hard spot at the moment, see it through. No matter what, see it through. You will come out the other side, mm. and you'll be a better, stronger person. As a result of that. Yeah, yeah, and which is, you, you've shown that. You've absolutely shown that. Well, I was taught that pain is the fertiliser of spiritual growth. Wow. So it's through, it's through pain that we grow, and being human beings, including myself, I hate pain. You know, that's why I drank. Mm. You know, I drank mm. on top of it. But now, if I'm in pain, I know that I'm growing and there's something, there's going to be a benefit from that. There's a reason that, for it. There's a reason yeah. for it and there's going to be a benefit from that. My life now, I have nothing. You know, I still have my caravan, you know. I'm 71 and... But you're fulfilled in other ways. Oh, yeah. In, well, in so many ways. Yeah, well, the stuff that I have on board today, money can't buy. And you know something? Everyone out there is searching, searching. They're searching for something, and they don't know where to. They don't know where to no, look. No. And the world is just full of hurting people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I wanted to just repeat that number again. If anyone wants to contact Storm or Debbie, it's oh four double nine eight five eight three nine four, and it's BMRC. Yep. Is is that what it is on Facebook as well? Bindu Mobile Recovery. Bindu Mo- and we've got I've got my band on today. Yeah. Your bands on. So there is merchandise. Now, there is merchandise that you can get through Storn and this is actually mine. I'm actually gonna pay you for that. This is fifty bucks. So you get this little awesome black dog. I love his collar. It's, it's brilliant. Cool, hey? And it's got my name sorry, black dog's my name and suicide's my game. game. So there's my fifty bucks. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be taking him home. I've got the black dog ride dog as well. 
So they can be sitting, they can co- accompany each other. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Thank well, you so much. Y- you don't um, give him any water. No water. Uh, no what food. Is he no, no food. No, perfect. you give him it's a nothing. Perfect dog. Don't you? You don't talk to him. No, you I'll talk to him. Oh, will you? Yeah, yeah. I'll probably tell we'll him talk what a mongrel he is. No, <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. He's he's not someone that I want to really, really. I've actually got black dog uh, tattoo on my my foot because <laughs> I've struggled with black dog. But um, I I can't thank you enough for coming in. Well, um, for us to be here, for me to be here is um, is a privilege. You can come any time you like. And would me and Debbie you know, would love to thank you for inviting us and um, oh having no, us it's here. Been it's, an been honor. it's been an absolute it's honour to have you. It's an honour to be here. As I soon as someone said Storm's coming, I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait because you're just amazing. And, <laughs> and I, I was one of those people that rushed up on stage and gave you a hug once at um, Two Wheels to Wage and... And if anyone wants to know what Two Wheels to Waging is, it's a motorbike ride that we do um, from, I think it's from Canning Vale to... No, it's from the BP, Abernathy BP. Yep. And I think next year it's in February, be February the 18th, Something I think. Like that, yeah. And it is a fantastic yep, um, ride. day, yeah, fantastic and we camp. ride. we do the camp overnight. Yeah, yeah and, and there's live band yeah. and, and party time. It's and, really um, good. Bike really show good. Yep. and... and um, Two wheels to wage, and these people, you, and when you look at them, you think, oh, my God, they're a bit rough. But mm-hmm. they raise money for um, people that have depression exactly. and various mental health joints yep. um, brilliant. A- around Perth. And that money they raise on that run goes yep. out to help yep. people. They are such wonderful people. And it's a general. really uh-huh. safe weekend. I've been yes. on a couple of them. And there's no trouble. Um, it's all very respectful. Yes. Um, it's not. It's not bikies. No. It's bikers, and yep. there's a total big difference on that. Yeah. So um, if anyone wants to know, yes, it's two number two wheels two wagen. Yeah. Um, I would probably put that on my page and let people know about that because it is worthwhile going to if you're on a bike. If you're not on a bike, that's okay. You can roll up anyway. Well, you can. Yeah, you can uh, drive your car, and and they um camp the night, yeah. so. They have an area where they party, you know, you can smash yourself if you want to and then crawl across the grass and just <laughs> crawl into your tent, <laughs> you know, and then the next day everyone r- rides go. back yeah. to Perth. But they have breakfast, someone, I think Rotary, someone lo- locally does a breakfast, yeah. someone locally does a dinner. Um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. really, really well organised it's very safe. So if you're interested in, in riding your bike and, and camping the night, I would definitely recommend it and also donating to a great cause as well. So yeah. we will end it there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you, Mish, thank you for so having so us. much, and I appreciate you. I respect you so much. I will see you out there again. And do you like eighties music? You probably sixties music. You knowing you, I've got eighties music. That's all I play is eighties. So I'm going to play a little bit of eighties music. And I should have got something that you like. But anyway, here we go. This is um, what should we do? Let's do somebody. Oh no, we don't do that one. Let's do rump. I don't even know what this is. Rump shaker. Let's see what this is. Anyway, thank you so so much. Thank you. Thank you. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. You're listening to Mish with Good Vibrations here this Friday afternoon. We had a wonderful interview. I'm actually quite exhausted. It was quite heavy. And if anything triggered you with listening to my interviews today, please ring Lifeline. That's 13 11 44. 13 11 44 is Lifeline. Well, there's a suicide callback line at 1300 659 467. 
They were quite heavy, the interviews today, so if you do need to speak to somebody, please use those numbers and give somebody a call. But I really appreciate Storm and Debbie coming in today. Very brave of them to bring on their stories, and um, it's quite overwhelming to hear some negative stories, but um, it was fantastic to see where they are today, and Storm is a very inspiring person I, as I said I've met him a couple of times and I, find, I think he's absolutely amazing so I'm actually going to do some ads in a moment I've got to get through the ads because that's what pays the bills uh, a couple more songs and then I'm going to have Cheryl coming in because um, I'm actually sh- knackered after that <laughs> <laughs> been full on two interviews yeah. so, so Cheryl is here with me yeah hi and she probably will pop on a bit earlier for me today so yeah. I can go home and de-stress and what have you got today, Cheryl? I'm doing um, women today, powerful women, because it's, today is the national day for the advocate for the violence against women and oh, girls. DV, yeah, domestic yeah. violence. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a 16-day campaign or something, isn't it? Yeah, and it's um, like that. it starts today. And I thought, uh, powerful women, Tina yeah. Turner, and just people, yeah, just just Brilliant. women. Brilliant. For today, we're going to be power, you know, yeah, power women today. For sure, absolutely. So that sounds good. And yeah. what sort of music? So, so Tina Turner, Tina Turner, Madonna, those, oh, um, Lady Gaga. Everyone who's had, yeah. you know, everyone's you Every, know, all the females strong. are strong. But it's just the ones that are pretty much strong for me. And then you know, people that I think have you know done so you need really share. well. Share has been oh, share and um, yeah, Miley Cyrus has been yeah. through a lot. And yeah. um, brilliant. Just yeah, just Madonna and um, Cindy Lauper and just. Excellent. A few other people. Yeah, that excellent. That yeah, sounds really good. Really good. A heap of them out there. That's good. And yeah, it is a special couple mm. of weeks for the domestic violence yeah. um, awareness. So that'll yeah. be good. So I'm going to sign off and say goodbye. But um, before Cheryl comes on full time, I'm going to play some ads because, as I said, it pays the bills. A yep. couple more songs and then Cheryl will be with you for the rest of the afternoon. So take care, awesome. everybody. Have a great weekend. I hope you've got things planned. It's Friday, so even if you haven't got anything planned, just relax and enjoy your weekend. Yeah. But just remember, if you need to speak to anybody, Lifeline on 13 11 44. Thank you so much. Here's some ads. Coming to you from-